wrath it took, I don't know, feels like 27 months to get here, but we have an NBA champion, which means it's time for Verbal Tap, the show that proves sometimes the NBA can slip into some MMA. They both have an A. I'm Kevin. With me, of course, Raph. Asparza, Raph, how are you doing this evening? That was good until I heard your intro. I agree. It doesn't feel they bad. They both an A is where I think I felt the most hurt and cringed. Uh, but let's discuss. Okay, so LeBron James, super good at basketball, right? We agree on this. We do agree. Okay. Not so great at crying. No, no. It, uh, a little bit of a... Just like literally as he's there, just being like, Wah, I don't... Me. A little bit of a uncontrolled crier <laughs> he really yeah definitely it, uh best argument though is ohio now you know needed one recently step me obviously and hey congrats i saw he got in, he got married Isn't that great news mm-hmm. well, i guess somebody got a ring as well so that's good belt ring it belt in the ring oh I, a, a wedding ring that looks like a belt Ooh. Would be great. I if I could go back and do it all over again, that would be one hundred percent the way I went. But oh, we Kev- could be millionaires. <laughs> I can't believe people aren't already selling these. Can I be very honest with you? I have friends uh, over at uh, the Money in the Bank, which is a professional wrestling pay per view for the WWE. Kevin, yeah, and uh, one of my friends, Brian Downey, sent me a note, and he said, "Raf, there's a really big epidemic that I need to talk with you about." And years ago, he was there when I came up with the inaugural, hey, if you're wearing a championship belt, I can attack you for it, right? Yeah. Well, he's telling me now, he goes, Raph, all these years later, it's gotten worse. There are people with money in the bank briefcases and belts. And he goes, here's the thing. You need the briefcase to cash in on the person wearing the belt. But if you have both, then you're just a greedy motherfucker. And he goes... And the amount of people here with championship belts is out of control. And it made me think, what I'm doing isn't working yet. Like, clearly my message you isn't getting been, out to the masses. Well, let me ask you, have you been attacking people that are wearing a belt and challenging them? 100% I've had more people challenge me, Kevin. That is not a lie. That is people coming to roll with me and then tackling me out of the blue. So, yes, I am doing my part. And I, I oblige those roles. And those training sessions. But for the love of God, if you know someone who suffers from this, please, please, please do us a favor. And if you do jujitsu, put them away nicely. Like, don't hurt them. But it's an epidemic, Kevin. And I wanted to report this to you because I figured you would not only be entertained by it. I'm definitely entertained by it. But the other aspect is, um, so we've been doing a, a side project. It's called Heel Section. And it's a wrestling podcast. And uh, we've had a lot of entertaining folks. And last week we had an interview with a guy named Doug James, who was a jiu-jitsu purple belt in the 10th Planet system and is now a professional wrestler and is using a ton of moves uh, from professional wrestling that have the WWE BJJ flair to it. So I, he's a good – How could he not? Yeah. I mean, he, he's a good friend of the show and – uh, we were bringing it up to him, and he's like, yeah, dude, I see it all the time with people in championship belts and all this other shit. So if you guys get the chance, go check that out. That is Heel Section. It is a wrestling podcast. But back to the fact of the matter, though, Kevin. Mm-hmm. I just need to say a few things about LeBron in order to really get them off of my chest, okay? Wow. Go for it. Okay. 
like I love the Oscars and I enjoy watching people at the top of their acting craft. But one of the biggest criticisms about that whole thing is when they say, oh, it just feels so fake when those phony actors are being phony. And uh, when LeBron fell at the very last minute, I've done some break falls in my time. When he was clutching his wrist, I kept looking at the replay being like, where's the wrist hurting? I mean, that's a lot of human being to fall. I understand that. I get that. He definitely sold it a little hard (laughs) in the moment. The camera angle really helped him. But the slow-mo replay, it was like he went really for it after a minute. Well, not only that, but then that carried over to his whole celebration thing where he's just cry laughing and like, ah, uh, <laughs> I love your city so much and I promise you Un- guys I would be back. <laughs> Unbelievable comeback. There's going to be a tiny asterisk next to it. What's Al- the asterisk, Kevin? It just, it feels almost right. You know? <laughs> Does it though? <laughs> Felt like the Draymond suspension was well-timed. <laughs> well and it's timed. not like he played a role in game seven at all so it's not like he was making a major impact for the Warriors. yeah he got a fucking triple double like 33 points he got a double him. double what did he do it wasn't in and out wasn't draymond <laughs> it wasn't draymond's fault tonight draymond played like other lebron james like three-point making <laughs> uh great game Yes. Fun to see an end of the season because, hey, damn, it lasted. Though, it lasts forever. Every time we Love have it. an NBA final or an NBA playoff season, it starts in 2015, and it's just ended now. So we've made it through. But, Kev, before we move Love on to real NBA. topics, can you just say your favorite conspiracy theory about the NBA finals? Because everybody seems to think – it has been all concocted by ABC and Disney and the refs and some weird dude wearing a black coat with a black hat. Like, what is your favorite conspiracy theory been about this whole process? Because you love the NBA, and I'm going to indulge it this one time. Yeah, 100%. I'm down that they for sure intervened to give a little nod to keep this series going. It seemed like at three to one, someone needed to break out the nearest respirator and attach it. That respirator had a picture of Draymond Green kicking Steven Adams in the junk. They smashed that open, hit him with it for game five, took care of their defense, and it was like, well, that ought to get Kyrie going. (laughs) Sure enough, got him going. And I don't think the refs, I thought the refs were fine. I mean, Curry was straight grabbing people in the fourth quarter and got a touch foul. It was bizarre. They called a touch foul on LeBron with the Draymond thing. That's true. And that was a shitty call. But there was definitely one moment where you had Curry. That's mine. Going in a little bit and like just kind of motioning on the inside with both of his arms down contact happens his arms go to the ground like he's touching his toes and they're like foul and i'm thinking like you know guys i've watched a lot of soccer in my time (laughs) i understand how this goes but uh this is some corrupt bullshit that you're doing to steph curry so if i were him by the time we get to the fourth quarter i'd be like yeah fuck it let me get some fouls in here i'm you know just short of stone cold stunning kicking these people but you know, yeah. whatever, to each their own. So anyway, that is our nice NBA recap for all five of you 
who enjoy the NBA, <laughs> and for the additional one person from Ohio who seems to have really big Cleveland. issues on us taking issues with Ohio. Listen, you got your day, and I wish I could feel better for you, but savor it. Like, whatever this is. We'll see how your city did in the morning. Wow. <laughs> That's my statement about it. Uh, we'll... Uh, I just love that they sent us a note. It's like, why do you guys keep picking on Ohio? And it's like so many reasons. I had to travel there every third fucking week for competitive forensics. I had to go to Bowling Green, or I had to go to Akron. Raf, listen, I I hate traveling through Ohio. I just I cannot hide it. Something always bad happened through Ohio. Blizzards. And, <laughs> sure. And you would always go through what I would call some sort of time continuum where it would just stop. Like you would still be in Ohio. If you, you know that like mom and dad thing where it's like, are we there yet? Are we there yet? You could ask that in Ohio and it's a legitimate question. <laughs> Ref, got an idea. What's that? Major breakthrough. I think we can fix this. What's that? We need to shove the cool parts of of ohio into an island and shove like half of i-70 and call it something else let's let's call it a different let's make a new state ohio no ohio and then everyone's gonna fake fucking hate no ohio because that's what they're stuck driving in for eight years and that's where the blizzard hits and the weird people at bus stops that are bizarrely racist for no reason in the middle of the country for the longest time they said they couldn't find her but that's where amelia Earhart is i 100 (laughs) percent believe it People, it just is a truck stop two miles past 184 that closed down a few <laughs> years back. Somebody just needs to go in there. But telling everybody. <laughs> I love this. Uh, our good friend Mike Kachikian, who uh, trains over at Homolos, he just said, so how long to all you Warrior fans go back to being Laker fans? Well, Ooh. Mike Kachikian, here's the funny part about being a Laker fan. It's super shitty right now. And yeah, I totally totally understand that there are bandwagon fans but could it also be possible that people just really wanted to see that storybook ending for a team that was supposed to win it all yeah and then at the same point you've got the other team from ohio so you know i don't know how many people really want to get behind that which we just did a solid four minutes that they could use on their endorsement video because it's the nicest anything anything (laughs) anyone said about ohio come to ohio they just play ourselves (laughs) they can't use anything Kasich did it's all unusable Mm -hmm. it's literally just one long hey come to ohio because like yeah we don't get anything sorry you were doing something good for the jiu-jitsu community community building community building uh let's not misrepresent this is to make it seem like i was out building houses for the jiu-jitsu communities (laughs) um no uh our good friends budo videos uh budo dave put together an awesome event that was um uh to raise kind of uh, canned goods, supplies, uh, a whole bunch of items uh, for, I believe, it's rescue mission. And we ended up putting together, with about 20 people, over 1,000 items. Damn. So, yeah, it was really awesome. And then we were able to uh, give that away for charity. And then as a result, there were some raffle prizes. I was lucky enough to win a few. <laughs> what? I don't want to talk oh, about r- 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 everybody, everybody stop. 
Something crazy happened while Raph was at one of these little gatherings of his jujitsu friends. Something that has only happened a mere 28 to 46 times before this. Listen. He has an extra closet for his geese. Like, he has two closets. One closet takes you to the closet where the geese are. The closet that takes you there is where he keeps some other clothes. Sorry, what did you win? What did you get I there? I don't know that I want to talk about it right now. I... You have to talk about it. It exists in the world. You're already getting asked about it. You got to talk about it right now. Listen, here's the thing. God, I don't know how to say this. Okay. Let's talk about the charity. Okay. Sure. Okay. (laughs) It's the Orange County Rescue Mission. We were uh, bringing together a whole bunch of items. So there was definitely. you know, their hand soap, cleaning solutions, shampoo, razor, shaving cream, diapers, baby wipes, lotions, medicine, towels, uh, some feminine products, reusable water bottles, baby food, toothpaste, laundry detergent, and wristwatches. And the wristwatches I, I thought was especially interesting for this charity because uh, it turns out that the charity tries to get a, a lot of people back to work. And so they don't have cell phones, so they're able to use wristwatches. And I thought that was such a noble idea that it was it was so Clever. cool to hear those stories and uh, a lot of us provided like baby food to them so really all of that good person human being credit goes to uh our good friends at Budo Videos so all of them you know Dave uh all of those guys really really put it out and went out of their way to do something that I thought was exceptionally cool another uh, human being by the name of Wendell Long who is an awesome, awesome guy. Uh, they did so much work. So we were just lucky enough to be there. And uh, I also want to say thank you. It was at Trifuno. I think I'm saying it wrong. Trifuno? Uh, Rap, that's what? my thing. Yeah, no shit. No stealing. <laughs> um, but they're a great gym out in the Costa Mesa region. Uh, our good friends, uh, Budo, Dane, and uh, his wonderful wife, uh, Terry, were so nice. They're both brown belts and they rolled with me and they're both killers and it is so great. I think they are they're so nice and fun to be around that I almost forget to train, which Kevin will attest is almost impossible for me. He's very so famous. yeah. It's I, cool that they use their you know, the, those are known names in the jiu-jitsu community and they've got some reach to get some people yeah. out and it's cool that they're using that power for good. It's nice Absolutely. See. So there's nothing else to talk about from there. Well, I'm also jealous you got to roll with some brown belts. Yes. <laughs> there's a little bit more. There's a little BJJ jealousy, but that's not. I watched some of the World Series of Fighting. I didn't take any notes, so I killed it as a reporter. <laughs> but here's what I'll say, Raph. I saw some gallantry in those fights. Tell me what you think the word gallantry means. Some real bravery and bravada oh, wow. in the testicle place. Mm-hmm. Am I using gallantry correctly in the I just sometimes I wonder new Queen's why English. You use the words you do. Like uh, this is a podcast, normal... Raph. You have to bring a little auditory flair. It's the exact same approach I bring to the looks department, right? Like, 
You're going to do a quick shave, a head thing. It's a hair thing. I don't understand. Like, right now, your beard is in, like, it's not disarray, but it's just, it's in its own unique place. It's, uh, it's gone. Yeah? Had to. Getting grabbed too much on the lapel chokes. Not worth it. Oh. Well, well grow somebody back could out. take the heat. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I don't even remotely know what that means, but I do. I do agree. That's what happened, bizarrely. Could take the heat, Kevin. It could is fucking hot heat. in LA. I don't know if you know this. It is like 112 today. I, I believe and, it. It's hot here, so it has to be hot there. Those yeah, the it's super hot. And, it's uh, hot everywhere. Whatever, I don't care. Global warming, whatever, whatever you want to do. I guess what I'm trying to say is this, Kevin. When you use the word gallantry to describe World Series of Fighting, it really makes us stand out. And I don't know if it's for the right reasons as a podcast. <laughs> that's uh, that's fair. People can tell us if they agree or disagree with the reasons in the comments section. Five-star review on iTunes, please. Okay, and would you like to see the actual definition of gallantry? Yeah. It, it is a noun. Do you know what a noun is? Yeah. Okay. Uh, the Google Dictionary basically comes up with courageous behavior, especially Boom. in battle. Now, Nailed it. Maybe, except your <laughs> definition was nowhere near what that says. That bullshit. That's exactly what, what I described. Did you say? I what did said you say? testicular rawness at one point. Rawness? I said bravada, some gravitas. So the dictionary comes up Courage. with words like valor and courageousness, and Bravery. you said rawness? Daring. Mm hmm. That's how I feel. You could even say grit. Sure. God. Agreed. I. <laughs> everybody's welcome use gallantry in a sentence this week bellator i did not clip over to though i did pass through it at one point and couldn't quite tell if it was bellator from now or bellator from the past which isn't a great side bellator actually it's, uh, or it's, it's a great uh charles dickens novel <laughs> it the was... ghost of bellator past comes back to remind us that's a uh, I just hope they stop parading people out. Anyway, we did watch Fight to Win Pro 6. We Dallas did. Both of us Chaos. did. That was awesome. J.Evs was on the old mic. He was on the mic. Dallas, Texas. Wow. Grappling fans of the great Dallas, Texas. Okay. Uh, do you have a clip? I, I, the thing is, we can't pay for clips from Fight to Win Pro. But do we have a clip of John doing some announcing? Yes, we do. I'm actually going to... Here, I'll hit roll. Oh, well, this is a very nice and interesting entry that they're hitting here. Um, one of my favorite things about being in Dallas is the fact that... Uh, oh, oh well, um, it appears that uh, I've seen... Uh, a vision of myself in a mirror, so I'm just going to go ahead and stare at that for a little while. Hey, big guy. Look at you. Are those blue eyes? Oh, God, I've never even noticed that. Look at look at you, and that's a wisp of, of gray and, and nice white in that hair. Anyway, back uh, to the action. Um, ooh, but there is a shiny penny on the floor, too. 
<laughs> hmm. uh, well, you know, you only can get this action here at uh, Fight to Win Pro 6. And uh, my name's John Evans, and you can catch me on BJJ Breakdown and also at my Academy, Breakdown Academy. That was prime stuff that you just get here. No one else got the extra tape. No one else thinks to dig that deep. Yeah, we get the cut roughs on the performance spec. We get them. We get everything. Let's take one quick second away from mocking (laughs) Texas, which I'm so gay. (laughs) No reason. Just, Just to say that, holy, Rafael Lovato, uh... Raf, it mm. was, it was. Um, I mean, I respect anyone that gets in there and fights him. That's great. That's almost what happened. It was a very one-sided, demonstrative. He latched on with a first grip. I don't a thousand percent remember how they went down because it's always hard to tell between that and the passing. But he passed, and everybody just like as soon as he passed, everyone just did that. Huh. Like oh, everybody, even his, even Raphael's corner is like, oh god, that doesn't look good. And it did not take long after passing for a. And this was a big. This was the big thing on the broadcast. He did defend the first cross choke, which was impressive. He did not survive the uh, the swing around the airport, <laughs> and I. The MMA skills are now transcending into the Lovato game. He looks unstoppable. It's scary because I think we're getting used to seeing him in MMA now. Yeah. We don't get as many opportunities to see him. And and I think mostly he's just kind of doing uh, gee stuff through fight to win. So it is a treat when you get to see him. So you forget, oh, man, what does Rafael Lovato look like in a gi? I remember it being good. Oh, Strapping. nope, it's still amazing. Yep. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it was good. It's that grip, too. Just he gets where he wants to be. Can I tell you one of my favorite things about John commentating? And you enjoy this, too. Is the John excited voice? So excited. He was excited about Dallas, Texas. He was excited about the size of that room. Yeah. Oh, this room is just so big. Jesus, I've never seen a room as big as this. But then when he gets really excited about jujitsu, it's just like, oh, and this, oh God, this is amazing. Look at what Lovato's doing right here. It's it's coming in. God, it's a good quality. It's something like people want to see. I know we're mahia, but we, it's, (laughs) it is. First of all, it's a good quality. But second, if anyone's ever teetering on the edge of like, I don't know if I'm good. Mm. Opt towards throwing some energy behind it unless you're a wound up person and you know who I'm talking to. I just like this, that when John is commentating, his excitement, I could literally see him without having any camera on him nerding out about this sort of thing. It's how he would be. Absolutely. It's It's exactly like him. So I, I was so happy that he got to commentate on a Lovato match. And uh, the rest of the card had some pretty good uh, matches in there, too. Shout out to the good friends over at the Jiu-Jitsu podcast. Um, unlike Inside BJJ, they're actually good people. So, Yeah. The exact like, opposite. It's like, it, like it's polar differences. Anti-people. Mm-hmm. I just, I don't know. You know, the nicest part about this is, is that 
I sit there and I'm watching and I'm excited and they have so many people who get to display their jujitsu. So you get to see like the young kids go out there and do their thing and it's all scary, all that good stuff. And there were just some notable things that you get to see about regional differences. Because I went to the San Diego show, which was their last one, and there was a little bit of a difference in how they yeah. present uh, their different belts and how everybody looks. So I like being able to see that as kind of a a world tour kind of a thing, or at least a national tour for this uh, this thing. So I'm intrigued to see where it goes next. It actually goes to San Francisco, and that's a pretty stacked card. Kev, I invite you. Do me a favor. I'm going to yeah. plug, but go <laughs> ahead and search Fight to Win 7 and see if you come up with a card. So look at it on uh, the Facebook. And uh, I just want you to see if you can find the uh, card coming up. As you do that, I'm going to go ahead and transition. There was also a UFC that was going on over the weekend. And uh, myself and Kevin caught as much as we could because we were kind of everywhere. Uh, I was, in addition to going to the uh, the very cool jiu-jitsu gathering uh, the charity one. Uh, I also went to the Noah Tillis sponsored uh, SoCal Jiu Jitsu Championships where many of our friends were on display having super fights. There were some great people competing there. I'll get to that in a second. But they put together an entire tournament and I couldn't have been happier to see so many people getting uh, the chance to do a double elimination tournament. So uh, props to those folks for putting that together. And their super fights included our good friend Marco Crozat versus our always awesome good friend Steven Martinez. And uh, Kev, you know what's scary? What? Uh, when a black belt is looking for parking yeah. and you get out of your car and they scream at your face, you took my spot, Raph. <laughs> that is scary. So <laughs> What happened? Well, <clears throat> here's what happened. I just happen to be driving. It is packed. So I'm just looking for any kind of uh, parking that I can get. And then I put my car there and I'm starting to walk out. And then I just hear Steven Martinez's voice being like, hey, Raph, you totally stole my spot. And I go, oh, my God. I'm going to die. You are going to die. You took Steven Martinez's spot? Yep. I felt that pressure you can put. What were you thinking? Listen, I was there first. I didn't steal anything. You were you just... there first. When I was there first. It was a fact. So afterwards, he has a nice super fight that he gets to go do. And I run into him. I'm like, hey, man, I'm sorry I took your spot. And he was like, yeah, you should be. And I was like, well, good to see you too, Mr. Steven Martinez. A pleasure as always. So uh, he had a great match uh, with Marco and... You know, it's just really good things to see. So our good friend Albert Greyer was there. We had a whole bunch of people who were doing awesome, awesome things. So uh, kudos to those folks. And uh, Kev, did you find the fight? I did win? find it. Yes. Okay. Talk to me about some of those names that you see on the next one. Uh, there's some Lovato people on this. Okay. I am. Uh, I thought there was some scuttle about this. That I don't. I arrived to class like seconds after it starts. Mm-hmm because of work that i missed the announcements every goddamn time and i thought i missed something interesting james puopolo is fighting jared dopp is fighting some lovato gentlemen are on this card as are some interesting names from way back you've got some drysdale people you've got some uh, interesting fighters on this card 
It is awesome. So that's coming up. Uh, the next one is in uh, San Francisco, and I believe Fight to Win the- Eight is in San Francisco. Yes, they're like the Jujitsu Rodeo. Well, they they kind of are. So that is nice to see. Jujitsu um, Carnival rides, awesome. But it it's nice to see them uh, starting to spread it out and get more and more people involved. So we're excited for that. But there is one coming up where Gary Tonin is going to be in there just shortly after he competes at, uh, I believe it's Metal Morris, that thing. Remember that? <laughs> I don't a thousand percent. Well, that's happening. So I believe that's Fight to Win Pro 8 or whatever. I don't know. Look it up at this point. We'll do. So we are excited to uh, tell you guys more about that one uh, coming up later. So we're very happy for our good friend John Evans. He did a great job. Uh, Really, really impressed with what he was doing. So there's that. But Kev, Hmm. I think it's time we talk a little bit about the UFC event that went on because there was a a match that I'm going to send to you. But let's talk about the main event first. Awesome. I feel bad for Canada every time, but it sounds like the right guy won. I did not see the fight. Steven Thompson from the highlights takes a pretty commanding victory. Almost finish him. How close were we at any point in this juncture? Uh, he just kind of really put the hurt. He put the hurt, but he showed Rory's that he hard could to KO. Rory. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Cue his last resume of like, oh, <laughs> Is that the bloodiest you've ever seen anyone? Rory's that guy, so he's still spilling blood from that fight with Robbie, so still, no big deal. Oh, and Thompson wants a title fight. He does, yes. That does is he correct. Get, does he get one? Where's he at? Yeah, why not? You <laughs> know? Do, who the f does it get a title fight right now? I guess the hard part for me is listen, in the news right now, it's been said that um Michael Bisping apparently has had people reach out to him from one of our good friends' camps asking if he'll give him a fight. Do you know who that person is? Good friend of the show, Kevin. George's St. Pierre. So I thought it was important that we get a statement from GSP himself as well. Perfect. He okay. actually just his – li- his light just – his light are you guys off. texting this is weird this almost <laughs> never gets coordinated like this yeah i'm gonna flip you off though because you know gotta hit him uh verbal tab fans we get an exclusive from the man to decide what he's gonna do about this michael bisping sitch we have the people's champ the under armor champ and the canadian champ george's st pierre george's how are you doing Ole, 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 GSP wants to come back. Yeah? You going to do it? You going to come Maybe, back? Maybe, I don't know. It's very hard for GSP to figure out on a daily basis if he still wants to come back. Yeah. So uh, you may read a press that says uh, GSP is ready to come back and he uh, has his uh, camp reach out to uh, Michael Bisping. Uh, he is known as the Count because he was on the Sesame Street. Uh, Sure. That actually, yep. that is a known fact on the PBS or in Canada we call Bubbas. Bubbas, uh, we do not we call it the whole three letters here. Why Bubbas? PBS. Bubbas. Sure, Bubbas. Why are Why are you coming back for Bisping? What's the desire here? You uh, hate British people. 
No, no. You know, Michael Bisping, he is a very, um, how do you say, oh, my God, is he a champion now? I believe that is the American translation. So I look at him, and I don't know if you know this, but just be a skeptic, very good secret. He is a French-Canadian. You know that, yes, no? Yeah, no, we did. Yeah, we know that. Well, I thought I have kept that a good secret, but apparently not. It's too hard to uh, conceal, but yes, the French part of me wants to battle the British guy who says things uh, that are very inappropriate, GSP feel, in GSP opinion. Ooh, what an interesting plug for your next show where the History Channel does a side-by-side mm, where yes. it's following you preparing for the fight while talking about the French-British history. That's an interesting Absolutely. Ask me any question you want. I am expert. Much like you did not know, I love the dinos, a.k.a. the dinosaurs. You can ask me any question about the uh, French uh, Revolution. Uh, okay. Are you going to be able to make the contractual obligations with everyone that the UFC works with to make this fight happen? A long time ago, there was a difference between the French people and the British people. It was a differences that was settled by what is called the revolution. It was led by Prince. They made such hit song as Purple Rain, Darling Nikki, and uh, Wind of Cry. Okay. And that was basically, they had a war. Um, it was between them and the time. And uh, I believe it was all in the documentary Purple Rain. Everyone should watch it. And... Ladies and gentlemen, the champion of the 170 division, George St. Pierre. Thanks for swinging by, GSP. Ole, 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 GSP. This is what it sounds like when doves cry. Oh, he's still classy after all this time. He's keeping his wits about him. Raph, yep. he sounds feistier than ever. He I, is. I think we've. I, I have an issue, Kevin. Yeah. Did he just try to recite the movie Purple Rain as historical fact? For sh- Well, not just any historical fact. He actually used mm-hmm. it very specifically to talk about one of the revolutions against the British. I mean, the he revolution wasn't, wasn't super involved. clear. No. He, he definitely mentioned that it was a revolution. I mean, you know, he's the poet. He's a history poet, really. Mm-hmm. And I thought it I thought it was an interesting take on just letting it hang for the maybe it was the word. You, you know, well, as you're you starting know, like, to say it, I'm starting to see it. He had a statement to make and it was just like, I'm not going to tell you which revolution because it's all the revolutions. More stay in the time. They really do represent the British Parliament. So I guess I can kind of see that now. <laughs> um, the important thing I think to take away from this, Kevin, is not only do we have GSP talking about wanting to do that. Do you want to see the fight between him and Bisping? And if yep. so, why? Because it, first of all, GSP's back watching. Second, yeah, I'll watch it. Yeah, that sounds awesome. I don't think GSP's. I think he'll look good after a little break. I think he's gonna feel awesome. I also, I don't know that Bisping can beat him, but I don't. I do like that he. Uh, I don't know. He mentioned that it, the whole world gasp as an American expression. I mean, that's kind of how it went. Who do you just, think he can beat him? Mm, I don't know. That's hard. With not seeing GSP and GSP style of later day GSP, if you would, where he would just kind of outpoint them a little bit more. 
I feel it would work him, and I feel he's entirely capable of beating him. So it's not like that's out of my mind entirely. But Michael Bisping's main attribute over the past many fights that we've seen him is that he's in the fight, and yeah. uh, sometimes it works, and it's good. But sometimes it works. That, what a like cool T-shirt for him. For devastating power or a really ridiculous knockout and granted he got one on Luke Rockhold but if you talk to anybody about that fight everybody just says hey Michael Bisping did a great job no they said no Luke Rockhold was an idiot and he lost the belt that way which is an entirely different conversation when you ask Michael Bisping about his fight with Anderson Silva there's a lot of you know "Eh, yeah be here no big deal it's fine (laughs) but if you ask anybody else they say how he won that fight did he? I mean, I guess you could argue that he did, but it didn't look like it. So those are a couple of his most recent fights. And then there was talk where Michael Bisping wanted to give Dan Henderson his retirement match. And we talked about that a week ago. And we talked about the probability of that even happening. And he even seemed to suggest, yeah, I guess I got to give this old man uh, a retirement match. And went as far as to say that he, when he was fighting him, he was on TRT and that now he wouldn't be. He's a damn cheater. And there's <laughs> nothing that makes Dan Henderson matter than being called a cheater. So he cheater. got up from his nearest lawn that he was on <laughs> and he stood up for about an hour. I don't really think he did anything. Yelled at some kids. Re- had a Bud Light in hand. Thought, why is it so hard to stand up about it all the time? Ah. <laughs> like, uh. <laughs> This used to be easy. So we've talked about that, and we've also talked about a few other things. So what we're going to do is we also want to bring up the fact that the UFC, well, we don't know for sure, but we've heard reports that they're for sale. We're going to talk to Dana White shortly. But Kevin, are you looking at the clip that I sent you right now? Okay. watching. Can we watch at the same time? Because this is the fight of the night uh, from this past Saturday's UFC Fight Night 89. And it is between Steve Bose, or Bosse, if you would, and uh, Sean O'Connell. Now, did you just start it? Yeah, I'm just hitting. uh, He's walking out. Mm -hmm. They're doing the walkout high fives. Punch, 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 punch. Ooh. Jeez. So these are highlight clips from it uh, from uh, Fox. over yet? Nope. And it looks like that knockdown is enough to say, like, all right, we're done here. No, they get back up and... We continue this just brawl for it all duck. entirely. Somebody duck. No. Not gonna do it. He just it Oh my god. If I say to you that this did win fight of the night, no, because I've already said that, but also in the fact that it was a great, great, great scrap. I don't know that you could say it was the most technical thing you've ever seen, but you had two fighters who stood up in front of each other and wanted to beat the living fuck out of one another. So That was impressive. Uh, it was a unanimous decision, and the winner of it was the fans. So that is my gift to you, Kevin. Uh, Donald Cerrone looked very good against Patrick Cote. and uh, you know, Yeah, why is he pissed, Kev? He's saying, according to his paycheck, he doesn't mean shit to the UFC. Or dick. I don't know. It's been censored out. So he doesn't mean something offensive to the UFC. Whoa. This feels like a major plot twist. Now, we've always talked about this happening more and more. The more fighters see how much some fighters get paid. Because until like three years ago, even two, some shitty agents in the world and some better agents in the world like anything else 
and he wants more money. Well, who doesn't? Right. Can I ask you this? Is the fact that he fights all the time hurting his bottom line? I don't know. I thought that, too. I was like, well, are you maybe giving up too much of a precious commodity? But I didn't even want to think about it like that because it's like, you know, they can slap your fucking name on any card and people will watch. That's worth something that you keep doing it at such a professionally rowdy level. Rowdy. He should do a rodeo grappling tournament wow. at the uh, Fight to Win Pro. Straight well, don't forget, in my exclusive interview with John Danaher, he was saying that he really wants to see Gary Tonin have a super fight with none other than oh. Donald Cerrone. Ooh. Well, we've already made it happen. We just need to get the venue to agree and, you know, pay the fighters. <clears throat> <laughs> Do that part. It's a rough, rough, rough demand you have there, sir. Yeah, I'm. <laughs> I'm a real stick. It took us all of five minutes to think of all the things we need to do: get a venue, get fighters, get the money to pay them. Those are the four things you need. Uh not three, mm-hmm. and certainly not three point five. Okay, so what we're teasing this about Dana this White card? thing, right? Yeah. Let's okay. uh but, but but I have an important thing that we have to do before that. Okay. I sent you another link. I think you may have seen a little bit of it, but it is very controversial. We've had a lot of our fans talk about it. Um for example, in our comment section, we had people say on this post, "Can we accept the fact that Fedor was only good when he was young, fighting middleweights, 185 pounders and heavy on the roids? That dude has no technique." That's from San Games Spencer, and I don't know that I would say he had no technique. That may be hard to remember it. It's been a while. Talk about another lot of punches being thrown. Your good friend uh, Dave Lee had a very funny visual metaphor of what that fight looked like, and of course, we're talking about the Fedor Maldonado uh, Maldonado fight that happened over the weekend fight is a word that accurately describes what happened here (laughs) well some people said that fedor was out on his feet kev are you looking at the footage now yeah i I saw that i've watched this and i see it i I do see that he looks fucking brutalized and beat up and pushed back at multiple points yeah okay and for those of you who are saying this Bombs. No, he's still like trying to force himself back into the fight. But let's always remember that Russia plays by Ivan Drago rules, which are if he dies, he dies. Brazilian so, rules too. Oh, oh wow. I see what you're, you're talking about. Man's rules. Yeah, you are right though. That's absolutely how it is. But I think we've made the <laughs> very, does. very uh, astute observation that Fedor looked out and it took a round for him to really come back into it and remember, Oh, I've got these knees. Maybe I should throw some of them. Kev should Fedor retire. Uh, what the fuck do I know? People are talking about giving Dan Henderson a fight against Michael Bisping. So yes, he should probably first of all, feels like if you get hit in the head that many times, it should knock you out, Fedor. It's a problem it didn't. And it does look like it did. You know. And while you're a fucking lion. I think that time is far, far past. He, uh, 
meet that guy in a dark alley. Tell me, <laughs> tell me you would be fucking terrified. I just feel like it's tough to watch Fedor do this. And at the end press conference, he said they're going to fight on, which is code for what are you talking about? Retire. Fuck off. Yeah. The, the I run my own shit. I'll fight all the time. The big note I think I saw from people was oh. them saying, um, yeah, I've seen enough here because it's not like anybody thought Maldonado was the most particularly great fighter that really is a test for a high-profile athlete. So no offense to him. Their words, not ours. Um, but in response to a question that somebody posted on our uh, fan site, they said, did Fedor get the win? And my response was, yes, because Russia. Some people – and Maldonado was very, very uh, politically good in how he responded by saying, you know, no offense to Fedor. He is a warrior, but at worst case scenario, that fight was a draw. And I think that's where a lot of people fell. Some people were even saying like, yeah, OK, Fedor, he didn't win that first round. And some people argue it's a 10-8 round. I might be one of those people. But they're like, no, nah, let's face it. Fedor won that fight. Uh, I'm not sure about that. So anyway, I haven't watched the whole 50 minutes. I'm sure, sure. it goes on, <laughs> which I bet it honestly does. Like, so it feels like these fights do take a while in Russia. So I'm sure it's six minute rounds. It just feels longer in Kevin's mind. The fact that the fight went the entire time in Russian time makes it feel like he's going to sit down to watch The Godfather. Yeah. He's just like, oh, I don't have three hours. Ugh, no. Well, it's time to start the fucking Star Wars series. It is <laughs> Tuesday. And so, yes, I guess I'll also say I kind of like watching him fight in his territory. And so do the people. Did you see how jam-packed well, that place was? Yeah, but let's talk about so does Fedor like fighting there because Fedor yeah. can go judges. Do the right thing. Yeah. Don't don't be an idiot, judges. So, okay. Fedor is in a bad place. I don't know that he necessarily won that fight. Let's say it's a draw, even Fine. at worst case scenario. Fine, whatever. I'm not even going to get up in arms in this because it was on, I don't even know. It was on Fight Pass, but I don't know what organization this is for. Uh, I did like what your training partners had to say. What's that? Octavio was like, let's not talk about it. And then Zach posted the thank you for being a savage, which is the Golden Girls meme with Randy Macho Man Savage instead of Dorothy. Yeah, Dorothy, I want to get into that cheesecake. Yeah. (laughs) Which merges two of my favorite things, anything and the Golden Girls. Perfect. (laughs) So we said we were going to talk with Dana. I think it's about time that we talk about the sale. Uh, Kev, can you give us the background for this? Yeah. Fuck. There's some rumors that a heavily numbered deal, we're talking billions, is in the works for the UFC. I, along with others, are a little nervous. Rogan has hinted at this. There's been other hints at this. Now to talk about it, the $4 billion bid, multiple, president of the UFC, Dana White. Dana. Yeah, what the fuck do you want? What the fuck are you doing? 
Yeah, fucking you. Listen, here's the thing. I can say the word fuck because I'm a fucking president, okay? Yeah. You, you got to fucking earn your fucks. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I do, actually. That's fair. All right. Oh, So what's your fucking question? I don't even fucking know. You are selling the UFC. Dubs. You know what? Here's what you need to know. This media, like, they don't even know what's going on. Yeah, did somebody give me an envelope that was sealed and had a bid in it? I don't know, maybe. But can we talk about the real issue at hand right now, Kevin? How rich you need to be? Or no, are you the just... real issue is that fuck, fat fuck, Fedor needs to fucking retire. <laughs> that is definitely not the issue we call That's to 100% ask you about. 100% the issue. Everybody we... fucking knows that he's fat and he's a fuck. So <laughs> fat fuck Fedor, or triple F, as I fucking call him, he needs to fucking get the fuck out. You See? just want him to retire so he can serve Quadruple as your F. official body double. We know that. We've seen this oh. move from you before. This you just want to be able to sit at home while you send him out. People are like, oh, my God, it's Dana White. Let me tell you something. I know I'm a but big Dana, guy. Dana's but I'm not that fucking fat. <laughs> uh, let's see. You strapped some spanks on. But first, answer my question. $4 billion? Is that what was in the envelope? Listen, I don't really know what's in there. You know, I don't even know if I got a bid now that I think about it. Um, I don't even know what's going on, but I can tell you, you this. You definitely did. You what? definitely told reporters about it. Listen, I put a fucking smiley face emoji or a question mark emoji. I don't even know because my fat fingers couldn't quite like, I'm sorry, my Fedor fingers couldn't <laughs> quite find the right emoji. So I just picked one. And I think it was with my eyes that like looking like the googly eyes. I don't fucking know. But I guess what in answer to your question, I just think it's Fedor's time to go. And it's not like a Dan Henderson case where, like, you know, he's still here and, like, he's cool and he's American. Fedor's fucking Russian, man. And, like, if you don't like Dan Henderson, you just don't like America. Ladies and gentlemen, what we've gotten from the UFC so far, I'm going to ask one more time, Dana. You selling this thing? I mean, I'm going to blink once for yes and twice for no. It's a fucking verbal podcast. You know that. You know it's an audio podcast. You're so aware. Verbal tap hands. Did you see me? President of the UFC. (laughs) You fucking idiot. It's fucking radio. (laughs) You guys, fuck you guys. Hey, here's the thing. If I did sell, you guys will be the first to fucking know. Yeah, you're going to call back. Doesn't feel like you are president of the ufc dana white maybe we don't know oh, don't God. say that out loud china uh, doesn't like it when people call me president of the thing oh not that i'm talking to china but you get the okay fine i'm fucking out of here fuck you and um let me say one more thing if this is the last time i talk to you as ufc fucking president not sad. that i would sell the thing Sadness. but like if if i did do that then like it's been a fun ride but you're never getting rid of me so i'll still be here fuck you Louder than ever, I would imagine. Dana White. He is going to have to change his Twitter handle, though. Raph, fired up, not very answery on the are they going to sell. What? You're media savvy about these things. My take is that if it's already being talked about and there's a number, it's just a matter of time because negotiating is obviously happening. 
they selling this? How big a change could this be? Both um, questions. Yeah, thank you. There are several in there. Let's say this. Um, if they did sell it, it would be interesting in the fact that it would be unprecedented for us because we've been through the entire Zuffa journey with them where they were bankrupt. They've done their whole thing. They made it come back and now it's a money machine and it's the 10th most recognizable brand. So that in itself does seem to signify, yeah, I think people have some interest in it. Why China? I don't know. Why William Morris Endeavor? I, I don't know. But yeah, it's a it's a commodity and it makes sense that the people would want to buy it. The interesting aspect of it is Dana has apparently – again, I don't know who these fucking sources are. But they're saying that they want to keep Dana on but that they would be buying for the entire company. The biggest tip-off that we had was that when Dana says – are there any truth to the rumors that you guys are going to be selling? And Dana's like, no fucking way. And that's when we said, well, they're definitely in talks. Because <laughs> if you speak fluent Dana, as we do here, we know that something's up. So the fact that they're being a little coy and quiet, it actually gives me some pause. Because normally they would just categorically shut it down. But here it seems like there is some leeway. So I, I, I think that suggests that they're still in heavy negotiations I actually think it could go either way. I think the hardest thing for Dana is if they give them $4 billion, I feel they're very inclined to sell. It's just the idea of giving up control of the thing you love being in control of that I think is a really hard thing to get over. But those dollar signs look really nice. So I don't know. And you figure if you're Dana, you have an 8% stake and they want to keep you on. You know, do the math of basically 8% of $4 billion and you're going to live a pretty okay life. And if they want to still keep you on and you can say fuck and do all of your things like that, what yeah, are you really losing? That's definitely going to have to go. <laughs> I'm just sorry. I'm thinking about him working for someone. Oh no, that would be tough. Well, it's not like it's a surprise. Yeah. So they know what they're buying into and if they want to keep him on, it's because they figure him to have some sort of value in front of the camera or as a spokesperson, which means it could very well be more of the same. Because somebody asked her, like, is this going to change any kind of media relations? And I think that was where Dana put the googly eyes of like, I don't know. <laughs> and people took that as news. They're like, oh, Dana's basically <laughs> confirming that, yes, they are in talks. But These that doesn't mean anything. Other than Dana White's positive confirmation so that's why you know as much as we defend the media every once in a while you know the ones that are left is that the world's most pressing story no the loss for canada probably should be but cerrone is upset and they're selling the fucking ufc so I don't know. And if we do, I think that is the end of Joe Rogan, the Joe Rogan era, which then begs the question, what the fuck do you do with Goldie? <laughs> Take him out back and shoot him, Raph. You know how this works. <laughs> and if you're John Anik, are you sitting at home being like, hey, everybody, this is John <laughs> Anik reporting that I am super excited to go ahead and replace Mike Goldberg and my good friend here, Kenny Florian. Kenny, how are you feeling? And, yeah, and then it's just six minutes of trying to find where Kenny Florian is on the broadcast. Like, well, Kenny Florian's just doing his hair. 
somewhere else on set. I just imagine that's what John Anik does in the mirror, if I'm being honest. But what do I know? Anyway, so that's the whole mess behind all of that. I think that it'll, it might actually be a while. And I think they were saying that we may not find out about the deal until after UFC 200. So hold on to your butts, guys, because it's a thrill ride of... Everybody get your butts. Get them. Well, I mean, it's a line from Jurassic Park, but no big deal. <laughs> it's not a Schwarzenegger line. Your butts, get them now. That was just sexy person doing a German accent, actually. Ah, very well, nice. that's going to do it for us tonight. This has been a blast. We can mm-hmm. just wrap back and forth, play whatever type of improv game we want to. Cause no one else is here. It's the best. Let us know how you enjoyed it on iTunes five star review, which means it's time for some shout outs. Raf, I got people coming into town. Shivali is coming back. She is going to a wedding in Boulder to see some good friends get married. A friend of ours from D.C. is swinging by. So much joy headed this way. I'm going to say another name. Saeed Jones. Oh, that's awesome. Also swinging through the whole arena. It's going to be jam-packed. My shout-outs are to them and the training partners of this week Mm. where I'm going to be focusing all of my pre-guests-are-coming training efforts. Because you got to stay focused during those times. Those are the That's times tough. that get you, you know? That's going to do it for me. Oh, and yoga for BJJ. I'm addicted to those guys' videos. <laughs> Not like something I would normally subscribe to. I might do that. It's interesting. You're talking about our good friend Sebastian Rioche? Interesting. Yes. Yeah, he's a good guy. We really like Sebastian. Um, you know, speaking of uh, things... Um, I did get back from vacation, so finally, my, my first yeah, Kev. Please tell me a little bit more about <laughs> taking a vacation and how <laughs> I couldn't stop being on vacation. You were just so enthusiastic. I was really impressed by your spirit. The hardest part for me is didn't this: do things work related while you were there. It was very tough not to, and I, I still had to reduce yes, things. You did. You definitely did. I was being so sarcastic. You sound like you're taking real credit for it. I I did. And you know that for me, it was a struggle to not do as much. I was in a cabin with our good friends, Amanda and Charlie. They couldn't have been nicer. I am sorry. I, I am addicted to work and it is tough for me. And I admit that. But here's the real issue, Kevin. Okay. I didn't train for three days. Now, I know what you're thinking. You didn't do that for a while, right? Yes. But was it not the hardest at the very beginning? Oh, for sure. And then now. But at the very beginning, when you had to wean yourself off of the idea of, oh, well, today I'm going to go train. Instead, it was, uh, oh, I'm not training today. Okay. It's tough. And it's, it's tough. It is tough. So what I did is I wrote down a small journal of entries for three days of what it was like to not train. Uh, Would you like for me to read from that journal? 
Yes, please. And okay. I hope that this takes between two to six hours. Well, it Just is a very Ken Burns feel to it, so um, bear with me, okay? We're in. All right. Dear Journal, day one. The nights are long. I can't help trying to think about half guard. Should I do the sweep? No. Raph, you're on vacation. Whatever you do, just focus on the matter at hand, relaxing. Well, relaxing's terrible. Deep half, it is. Day two. That's, beer and first of all, this that? is great Ken Burns style. Thank just you. Compliments to the uh, author's inspiration. You're welcome. Day two. I beer and bolo'd a chair today. It didn't fight back. It was nice to know that at the very least, on the wooden floor, I would find the ability to get onto my shoulder. The others looked at me. They were confused as to why I was inverted. I took a moment to try and explain that this is a fight strategy. They didn't buy it. And honestly, by the end of my explanation, neither did I. This will be the last time I will ever invert. Day three. That one turned to real. That took a dark chapter verse. That one had depth. (laughs) There were layers. That was the darkest moment of this uh, journey so far. (laughs) Day one was like playfully rejuvenated. Day two is like, I got to get back to the mess. Are you talking about the fact that I was rolling around on wooden floors? And it's that- the best. I just like the uh, image of you barambolowing a wooden chair. Yeah, in a cabin. Mm-hmm. Solid. <laughs> okay. Day three. Who am I anymore? What is this world even about? I'm trying my hardest not to think about jiu-jitsu. In fact, I wrote an essay on it. The essay today was entitled... Why the fuck can I do jujitsu? Part one. I think by the end of it, I did not have a word count. It came out to 1,400 words, which is impressive considering I wrote it all down on pen and paper. I will give you one choice line from it, which is, why do you guys hate me? Why can't I trade? I wonder if I'll ever see it tomorrow. My friends tell me the third day is always the hardest. I tell them, you shut the fuck up when you talk to me. Pure hysteria. I asked Kevin today what he was working on. He was coy. He said, something cool. I told him, listen, you fucking dick. Don't you fucking do this to me. This is all I've got. I have to vicariously live through your shitty game. And don't tell me that it's okay and that it's going to be great. You know what? It's not going to be okay. I forgot how to pass guard. The jujitsu has left me. End of day three. Pure hysteria. You can really see it in the Ted's. Day four. Hey, I went back to training. Oh my god. It was it wasn't as bad as I thought it was gonna be. It was just like it took me a while to remember what I was doing. But I like saw everybody, I high fived everybody. It was really you know what? I I thought I was better at this, but I wasn't as good. 
at playing D-Path, but that's no big deal. I got plenty of time to work on it. Hey, you guys are great. You've been a great crowd, Cincinnati uh, or Cleveland. Let's play to that hometown because they're important. This we one love day. you, Cleveland. Love you. Tip your waitress. My name's Rafa Sparza. That's all my time for tonight. And uh, hey, guys, stay black. <laughs> Sincerely, Rafa Sparza. <laughs> so that was my journal from uh, not training. That's fantastic. If any, <laughs> if any good can come of you taking a vacation, we found it. Finally, yeah, yep. it took a while, and <laughs> I definitely wasn't thinking about jujitsu as I did it. But we forgot um, to give you an assignment before you left. That's where I kept going wrong. Now it's clicked back into. And Kevin will attest. I definitely was texting uh, or texting him and asking him what he was working on. It is hard. I had a good time with those folks. I cannot thank them enough. Um, and it was good. I needed to let my body heal. But it's so hard to tell people like who can't stop training like you need to take some time off like this just doesn't compute to people so uh i've been training a little bit and it's i feel refreshed and rejuvenated i had two great training sessions today as such i want to go and thank those academies i want to thank king's mma uh training center over in chatsworth my good friend alejandro aka alex perez asked me to come through and train and i got some awesome training over there i also got a two a day today i went over to valley martial arts center and uh i'm so proud of all the guys who went and competed this week um that is octavio blake sheamus and uh those guys so happy for them our good friend john bud also competed had a good time and has some really good things to work on and i was really happy uh to help him kind of troubleshoot in the stupid way that i can i also want to send a shout out to our good friend zach who competed won his division and uh i couldn't be happier for him i also want to send a shout out to john evans of breakdown academy john you did a phenomenal job again and uh you know if you make this good thing keep going it might become a habit so we'll see but um i also want to thank everybody at the jiu-jitsu gathering for getting together doing some good stuff for a good cause i want to thank show your roll geese because it's not like i won something but i might have accidentally won a show your roll gee so i would like to point out somewhere I never thought this day would happen to me. I always thought I would be the person who would hear about other people show your roll geese. And I just would always think to myself, it's very nice. I'm happy for them. I'm not going to wait in the line. I'm not going to pay ridiculous amounts of money. I, I did. I never thought I even ever brought amazing. it up to Kelly. I never brought it up to my wife because I was like, I'm not going to waste her time. I'm Does just not. feel like you're wrapped in that show touched by an angel. I feel that I am in Roma Downey's hands as being read a poem from uh, – what the fuck is her name? Della Reese. That's right. Yep. That obscure reference is going to come back to haunt you because I actually know the actor and actress is involved. So you can fuck off yet with your obscure, almost Dr. Quinn medicine woman-esque CBS references from 1990. Anyway. Yes, it feels glorious. And when I put it on, it fit like a glove, and I was super nervous about that. But um, I could have even remotely gotten either. I was still trying to process it. As you said it, I was like, wait, say, who's the, who's the actresses involved? 
Oh, fantastic. Raph wins this episode. Raph's the winner. It's not a competition, Kevin. It's fine. Side bet, Raph won. We do great work here. If you don't keep up this fucking nonsense, I'm going to write another journal entry by the time we're done here. But I think those are my shout outs. (sighs) Thank you so much, everybody, for listening in this week. And uh, keeping me sane as I was doing stuff. And I also want to send a shout out to you, Noah Tillis. Thank you guys for hosting a great tournament, great friends, Steven Martinez, everybody who I got to see. Uh, I'm just I'm in a good jujitsu place, and it's nice to be back from vacation, getting back to work on the mats. And uh, I look forward to getting even more training this week. So thanks, you guys. That's gonna do it for us tonight. I'm Kevin. Thanks for listening. Oh, hey, one more thing. If you guys want a seminar over at Breakdown Academy this Wednesday, there may be a guest. So 7.30, Breakdown Academy. I don't know if his name's Nick Gregoritis? Gregoritis? Shut up. I don't know. Hey, listen. Shut up. It's in North Hollywood. Look it up. It's on Facebook. You guys might want to be there. It is free to the public. I don't know anymore. I cannot say anymore. I don't know anything. I just know he might be there. So, you know, show up. It's kind of awesome. More details to come on Facebook if it's a thing. I don't know. Uh, Oh, good night and good fight. Thank you.